Let's jump into one of our profession confessions. This is where we take you inside someone's job that you might sit back and either didn't know it existed or go, hmm, how does that work? So an intimacy coordinator is someone who manages all the aspects involved in creating a moment in a movie or, you know, one of the TV shows you watch that has simulated sex or nudity or any other kind of intimacy. So... I didn't know this was a thing, but to learn more about this, we're joined by Dr. Jessica Steinrock. She's the CEO of Intimacy Directors and Coordinators Incorporated. Dr. Steinrock, good morning. Hello, how are you? I'm going really well, but I'd never heard of this. Is it a relatively new thing? Uh, it is, actually. Lots of folks have been advocating for consent forward practices for years, mm. but when we're looking at a codified practice of an intimacy coordinator, that really did start around 2017. So then how does it work? Does a director come to you and your team and say, right, we need to do a sex scene and this is what we want from it, and what, then hands it over to you? or? Uh, not quite, but kind of close. So we like to liken it to the role of a stunt coordinator, you know, the folks that do all of the <laughs> fake punches. Yeah. Ultimately, right, we're kind of similar in the <laughs> sense that we're, no one's actually hitting each other on set, right? No one's also actually doing anything intimate on set. Uh, we're both kind of in the business of masking an illusion. So a director comes to us and they say, this is the scene, here's what I'm envisioning. And we say, great. We take that vision, we talk to the actors, we get their boundaries, we understand what they need to do their best work and then we act as a facilitator and support to help set choreography and make sure actors are working consensually uh, all right ready i'm taking a sigh of relief on behalf of every actor act i mean <laughs> when i when i've sat back and watched movies i don't know if you guys feel the same way i always think about the awkwardness of what filming a passionate kiss or love scene must be like mm-hmm. oh. absolutely yeah i mean this is a workplace right <laughs> At a certain point, we're asking folks to kiss their colleagues. Uh, and so the extra care and compassion we can take and also just the reassurance of, great, this is where your hand goes, this is where your hand doesn't go. And that might be because of a boundary, but it also might be because we want this really cool shot of a hand on a thigh and we need to make sure the camera knows where that hand is going to be in order to get the most artistic shot possible. So then listening to that, yes, it is a workplace. Listening to that, it's quite clinical. But... I mean, does anyone ever get excited? I mean, I'm thinking on behalf of men. Like, it would be, I reckon it would be really hard not to have some physical reaction perhaps at times. People have vascular reactions all the time, right? Whether or not they intend to or not. We always have some kind of physical barrier between actors who are engaging in any kind of simulated sexual activity. And so that's like, you know, think yoga mat padding. Um, and so what that does is it limits sensitivity so you're not feeling anyone's genitals at work, which is a good, a good rule for me. <laughs> but then if someone does have any kind of vascular reaction, they also can call for a break at any time. And they never need to justify why they need a break. You know, it could be they may need some water. It could be they need some time to calm down. It could be because they have an important call that they need to make sure they get to or whatever. And so we don't need to know why that break is being called for, um, which gives actors a little bit of a sigh of relief to know that if their body has a need, that they won't be embarrassed, their scene partner won't notice. Um, and that they will be protected the whole time. Seriously, vascular reaction is the greatest term I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my favourite terms, yep. All right, well, if you can stick around, Dr. Snyrock, because we've still got so many more questions to ask. We're in the middle of a chat with Dr. Jessica Steinrock, who is the CEO of Intimacy Directors and Coordinators Incorporated. These are the people that go on to movie sets and TV sets to make sure that the love scenes are actually done okay. And we've just learnt 
that the industry term for when someone gets a little too excited or a man gets too excited in a sex scene is a vascular reaction. <laughs> and Dr. Steinrock, I've been actually, I've been re-watching the Game of Thrones and this new House of Dragon. And I mean, it's, you know, dragon, sex scene, killing sex scene, dragon, sex scene, all the way through. I mean, surely, and it is really, really raunchy, surely there are vascular reactions popping off all over the place. HBO has actually really been on the forefront of incorporating intimacy coordinators. And I think it's interesting that that role really didn't get established until after Game of Thrones had wrapped. And so looking at the House of Dragons, though, they do utilize intimacy coordinators, which I think is really incredible. But y'all, my colleagues are really good at their job. (laughs) We use all sorts of body tape, modesty garments, padding, barriers, and what we can't cover Folks can paint out, you know, after we've filmed. And so there are lots of ways to make sure that the actors are safe and still get the really spicy, steamy scenes that we see on television. Because that's where I always get down to. Like, I'm watching something and, you know, especially if you're watching it, I don't know, with people you might be embarrassed watching a sex scene with, you know, when you accidentally see one with your (laughs) mum sitting next to you or something. But in my head, I'm just thinking, Oh, sure. Oh, my goodness, this is happening in front of... 18 camera crew, some soundies, mm-hmm. people with the clapper boards, like the direct, like it would just be mortifying to me. It is really vulnerable work. Yeah. And when actors are telling those stories, they are putting, you know, their whole heart, souls, and bodies on display in so many ways. And I think that's another reason why having this role and really thinking about this role not just as a creative position, but as a safety position is so important to make sure that they have someone in their corner who can give them whatever they need in order to do that really deep and vulnerable storytelling. Would there be stunt doubles, like sexy stunt doubles for that, where you see the face and then you cut to the body, but it's not really their body? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We typically call those body doubles. Um, but that's absolutely something that happens on occasion where folks, you know, say, yeah, I don't actually want to do that. But maybe they're OK with like their likeness doing it. So, yep, the same thing. Uh, well, you know, you'll you'll cut around it. But that might be someone's body that's completely different than the actor. On behalf of every overworked and harried wife who just wants to have a sleep, if you could send a body double. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Are you ever and still coming up against old school mentality where you go in and some person says, nah, I don't need one, don't want one, let's just get on with it? (laughs) Sure. I mean, whenever there's any kind of change, there's always going to be resistance. The fears are usually rooted in a fear of not being able to do their best work because they're afraid that someone's going to be in their way, someone's going to be telling them what they can and can't do. And at the end of the day, I'm really there to make sure that that person who might be experiencing resistance is also able to do their best work. So I'm going to find whatever middle ground we can possibly find that still gives them what they need so that they can have a great performance that day too. Have you ever been asked to do this job uh, outside the format of a film, mm. like on a first date or, you What know. are you doing well, on a first date, Eduardo? <laughs> it's a communication thing. It's, it's, it's... Uh, no, I work very strictly in the storytelling business and do not operate in any way, shape or form in real life relationships. Oh, do you know what, though? I think there's a market for there it, Dr. Steinberg. I really, really <laughs> do. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I just know. If you can just turn the light this angle yeah. and if you can do this, I know I'm going to look all of a sudden like Elle McPherson. Ta-da! <laughs> you know, though, what I think people don't quite realise is that at the end of the day, these actors are contorting their bodies in really uncomfortable shapes to make it look a certain way. And most of them will probably tell you that it 
it is not at all enjoyable or pleasure-based whatsoever. <laughs> so I definitely see these as two completely separate roles. Yeah, well, on behalf of the rest of us just trying to keep up, if you can feed it up to the directors you work with, missionary's fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'll do what I can, my friend. Uh, Dr. Jessica Steinroth, thank you so much. That was really, really interesting. And like I said, I've breathed a sigh of relief because it's always been something I've been anxious about for the people on the other side of the screen that I'm watching. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's great that you're holding their hand and elsewhere and getting them through it. (laughs) I really love what I do and I'm very proud to be doing it.